0: follow me put your bible on the floor in front of you stand on your bible stand make sure your glasses are not in your you know stand on your bible okay girls with the high heels this is quite interesting take your heels off and stand on your bible with your with your with your feet i don't know how you're doing that are you standing on your bible Are you standing on your Bible? Listen, this is not blasphemous. Please trust me. I know what I'm doing. Okay? I may be crazy, but I know what I'm doing. Are you standing on your Bible? Raise your right hand. Say, devil, I'm standing on the Word of God. You didn't hear me. I'm standing on the Word. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. Paid for by His stripes. I'm a child of the living God, and I'm standing on the Word. The Word is my sword, and I'll cut through every fiery lie that you try to send at me. Devil, I'm standing on the Word right now. You can't move me. You can't shake me, because I'm a child of the living God. In Jesus' name. Shout, Amen! Amen. All right. If you're ever going to be, all right, if you're ever going to be in a, in a public position or a public speaker, the most beautiful thing that you always have to your power is the element of surprise. Because people who see you a lot always think that they know exactly what you're going to do, and then you pull a fast one on them. It's the element of surprise, and it's beautiful. See, God did that with His people. They didn't expect Jesus to come. See, God's the master at this public thing. They didn't expect Jesus to come, and uh, Jesus came as an element of surprise, and much to their own surprise, they missed him. The Bible says in John 1, 12, that Jesus came to his own. Do you know who, who they're talking about? The Hebrews, the Jews. Jesus was a Hebrew, born a Jew. Jesus came to his own, but his own did not receive him. But as many as have received Him, he has given the right and the power and the authority to become a child of God. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the children of the Most High God. A little, a little test of your knowledge here, but we're going to do so very silently because I don't want you to blurt it out because this, a simple word could change everything. Here's what we're going to do this morning. I'll bring, a, I'll bring an image up on the screen. And by a show of hands, I want you to tell me if you know this person on the screen. Go ahead, bring the screen. Bring the picture up. By a show of hands, who knows that person on the screen? Okay. I, wait, what did I just say? Wait, do, do I need to put a, 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 something in your mouth? Shh. Uh, who... Who does not know the individual on the screen? Raise your hands. Ladies and gentlemen of D2L, don't say anything. Ladies and gentlemen of D2L, whether you know this individual on the screen or not, this man right here has profoundly impacted your life. Whether or not you realize it, the man on the screen has changed the world as we know it. The world that we live in right now in the 21st century, the man on the screen has changed the way we live, he has changed how we live, he has changed what's important to America and what's important to the world, he has changed the way we communicate, he has changed much of what we do in the 21st century. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve Jobs, co-founder of the company Apple, passed away this past week at the age of 56. Now, folks, if you don't believe me that you have been dramatically impacted by this gentleman's life, how many of you in this room have an iPod? If you have it with you, put it in the air. How many of you in this room have an iPhone? How many have... I know, you wish. This, this is awesome, man. How many of you have an iPad? Where's Mr. Maddie? Matty? Mr. Maddie's right there. How many of you have a Mac at home? Some type of Mac computer, a MacBook Pro, something like that. Okay, just... All of you non-Mackers in the room are all mad. Well, he didn't backpack my life. Well, let me show you this. How many of you have a smartphone? How many of you have a, some type of smartphone that's not an iPhone? Another smartphone that's not an iPhone? You can thank Mr. Steve Jobs right there because his brain and his thinking, it, which gave us the iPhone, a lot of companies used to create there. How many of you have another tablet? Instead of an iPad, you have another tablet, like an HP tablet or, or a, a Microsoft tablet. No, one, no one's really invested in those, a Droid, anything like that. You see, the way that we govern our lives in the 21st century has been profoundly impacted by that man right there. Now I'd like you to take a quick look and get that video video ready. I'd like you to take a quick look at this next video. The brain of Apple, and I mean like the loss is, is very much um, a loss of Apple. But I think um, with his legacy and all, what he had put inside of it in building a company, I'm sure that he left things in place so people could run with the idea. Apple has sort of changed how people think about the relationship to technology. It's made it personable. And even if you're someone like me who isn't the first to adapt um, to every like the newest and greatest um, technological sort of uh, things, it he created products that people really loved and it's affected how they live their lives. Um, I know too he he's inspired so many people just by following their passion and by being unconventional. Everything about Apple is out of the box and I think that's why it's really amazing. I, I truly love it and um, I think it affects people and lives and just general ways of thinking. Um, and I think that'll that'll have a tremendous rollover effect in, in positive ways. If Apple produce a product, now they have his name behind it. So I think this product, the products will do tremendously well. Because Apple, he already put Apple on the map. Apple set the mark for right now on the standard. It's one of the best products out there in the market. So despite he's gone, it's sad to see he's gone. But his legacy will live on with his products. Despite he's gone, it's sad that he's gone, but his legacy will live on through his products. His legacy will live on through his products. Like Thomas Edison, which is who, by the way? (laughs) Just shout it out if you know it, please. Like the light bulb. Yes, we're having school on Sunday morning because I need to make sure you know things, okay? The guy who invented the light bulb. Like Thomas Edison... Steve Jobs, listen now, bring your focus back here. Thomas Edison and Steve Jobs both, both left a profounding impact on our world. Both men, as many other men who have gone before them, have changed the face of the world that we live in. They've changed the way that we think. They've changed the way that we operate. They've changed the way that we communicate with one another. But here's the thing. This gentleman you just saw on the screen just passed away a few days ago at the age of 56. At the age of 56. Now you're sitting there right now and he's got 40 years on you. You may be 16, you may be 14. But here's a scary thought for me. He's only 30 years older than me. You know, I'm 26, he's 56. And so when I hear about that, I heard, I was washing dishes and Miss Jennifer said, you know, Mr. Kurt, did you realize that Steve Jobs died? And I was like, oh, I just kind of gasped because you knew that he was suffering through some sickness. Now, my biggest concern when somebody passes away is, oh my Lord, where was their heart? Where was their focus? Did they know you? Did they live a life that honored and pleased you? Because here's the truth, guys. Here's the truth, friends the impact of Steve Jobs and Apple, the impact of Thomas Edison, they're only as lasting as the world we live in. This is the truth. While they've changed our life here on this planet, their impact will only last as long as the planet. And the truth that the Bible reveals to us is that one day, the world that we live in will be dramatically changed. Technology won't need to exist the way that it exists now. The sun will be darkened. The world that we live in will be dramatically changed. The sky will be rolled back like a scroll. And the one who will come to judge the quick, the living, and the dead won't care about what happened right here on this planet unless, unless the works that we did on this planet have eternal value. You see, it's one thing to say my legacy will live on through what I've created. It's another thing to say, my legacy will live on because of the life I lived for Jesus. I started thinking about this after I saw this story on Steve Jobs, and I thought, man, 56 years old, that, to me, that's a sad end. Yeah, he changed the world, but it's a sad end because he was only 56. I'd like you to open your Bibles, please, to the book of Matthew chapter 6. Matthew is the first gospel recorded in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. If you're there, say, I got it. Okay, here we go. The words of Jesus himself, the son of the living God, the creator, also we're going to read it again because this is a life-changing word jesus himself the son of the living god speaking in verse 19 do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there your heart will be also death is a natural part of life In death, the Bible says, there is appointed for every man a day to die. And while you may be sitting here saying, Mr. Kurt come on, man. You know, I'm 14. I'm 16. I know. But you need to hear this word now because the Bible teaches us that not one of us is guaranteed tomorrow. The truth is, if my works on this planet only do something to bring a name for myself, they'll blow up like a puff of smoke when put through the fire in heaven. But if my works here on this planet are done for the name of Jesus and have what a a, a good portion for the name of Jesus, what I'm doing is for him, then it will have an eternal value. The truth is, there are two truths here. Jesus says, wherever you put your treasure is where your heart will be. Whatever you treasure is where your heart is. Stop. What do you treasure? Do you treasure your relationship with Jesus above all? Because if you do, that's where your heart will be. A lot of us come to church and say, Jesus, give me a heart for you. Jesus is looking down from heaven saying, Where's your treasure? What do you treasure? You know what you treasure by what you spend your time on, by what you spend your money on, by what you invest your life into. Steve Jobs invested his very life into a company that changed the face of the world. But the problem is... It's only as lasting as the world itself. And the world we know, as we know it will be dramatically changed in the years to come because Jesus will return. And then what matters is not what we did materially on the planet, but what we did eternally on the planet. We are Christ's ambassadors right here on this planet, here to bring the name of Jesus to every individual. You can do it through companies like Apple. You see, God has inscribed in each and every one of you a talent and a gift. Maybe you are the founder of a new company. But what what will be said of that company? Like Chick-fil-A. Do you know anything about Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? Well, you yeah, know, we don't live in the South. I'm sorry. Jesus, <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Jesus. Whew, no. Chick-fil-A is a very popular uh, fast food. They're not really fast food, but they're fast food uh, organization around the nation. And do you know what? They are... Bible-breathing, word-believing Christians, everything they do emanates the love of Jesus Christ. I'm not doubting the fact that Apple was created and changed the world. But the truth is, the question will be asked by Jesus himself, did what you do on this planet leave an eternal impact? Maybe it did leave a lasting impact, but has it left an eternal impact? Because if it only left a lasting impact, it's only going to last as long as the world that we live in. If my works are done for the name of me and the sake of me, if my works are done to bring fame and glory, then when Jesus, when I hand them to Jesus on that day of judgment and he puts them before the fire like paper, They'll go up like a puff of smoke. But if on the day that I'm judged, I'm able to hand Jesus gold, which is my eternal works that I did here on this planet, then he'll put that gold in the fire, and it'll take some time for that gold to break down. And what will come out of that gold is the purity of the works that I did right here on this planet. Eternal, lasting works right here on this planet. So I got to thinking about my own life. Because it's very interesting. The Bible says one day the earth will not be the same. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to tell you the truth. The Bible teaches this in the book of Revelation. I told you the heavens will be rolled back like a scroll, and Christ will come on a white horse, and all the hosts of angels will be following him, and he will come to judge the quick and the dead, or the living and the dead, and he will ask each and every man. He will raise the dead up out of their graves, and he will say to them, what did you do with your life? What have you done with the life that you have been given? So the truth is, one day there's not going to be a need for a light bulb that you see right here, invented by Thomas Edison maybe a hundred or so years ago. Because the Bible says that the sun won't even exist. The sun will be darkened. Do you know what will be the light? Jesus will be the eternal light that reigns and gives light for everyone and everything. You see, these things created on the planet, they make our lives better, and that's good. But do they leave an eternal impact? Where is my treasure in my life? Because wherever my treasure is, my heart will be there. So I got to thinking about my own life. What will they say of Kurt McWilliams when he dies? You're like, who cares? You're 26. You know, you're thinking I'm 14. Shut up, Mr. Kurt. I don't care. You need to care. You need to care. What will be said of Kurt McWilliams when he dies? What will be said of Arthur? What will be said of you? What will be said of Victoria? What will be said of Faith? That it took her 17 years to figure out her real birthday? Poor thing. What will be said? (laughs) It's terrible, man. I'm going to talk to your mom. What's the problem? What is going to be said of us? You see, we really have been given a power on this planet to make the name of Jesus famous. Maybe you're not concerned with making the name of Jesus famous because you're only 14 years old. Do you know that God took a king by the name of Josiah and put him on the throne at 8 years old? Can you imagine yourself running a kingdom at eight years old? Okay, I want you to go there. Okay, ready? Hide and seek. Quick, go. One, two, three, four. You're still playing hide and seek at eight years old. You probably run a kingdom, you know what I'm saying? This kid ran a kingdom at eight years old. You can do something amazing with your life right now. So what will go with you when you pass from life until death and then into life again? What will come with you? Only that which you have done for Jesus. Can you go over to the book of Proverbs, please? Scripture I want you to see with your own eyes. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 22, I'm sorry. Proverbs 22. What will they say of you, folks? Proverbs 22, verse 1 says... A great name, a good name, is to be chosen rather than great riches. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. If we're here to make our name famous, then our fame, if we're here on this planet to make our name famous, then our fame will die with our name. But if we're here to make the name of Jesus famous, that name will live and that fame will live through all of eternity. So I want to challenge you this morning. You can do big things. You can do great things. You can change the face of your world at school. You can change the face of your home. You can do all these great things. Just listen to some of the words of Steve Jobs. This is one of his quotes. Being the richest man in the cemetery doesn't matter to me. Going to bed at night saying we've done something wonderful, that's what matters to me. Steve Jobs. Bottom line is, I didn't return to Apple to make a fortune. I've been very lucky in my life and already have one. When I was 25, my net worth was $100 million or so. I decided then, I decided then that I wasn't going to let it ruin my life. There's no way you could ever spend it all. And I don't view wealth as something that validates my intelligence. Does Steve Jobs know Jesus? Mr. Kurt has no idea, but he's got some insight here. What do we value in this life? You see, it's interesting because there are many of you in this room, we don't have the value of going to be that rich person where you have, does anyone in this room have all the money in the world they could never spend it all? Probably not. We don't have that perspective. But take it from somebody who has, at 25 years old, he had a $100 million net worth. Take it from him. And he said, what I value most in life is not the wealth because it doesn't say anything about my intelligence. Well, take off the intelligence. What what matters most in life is not about the money that we've earned but about the life that we've lived to Jesus and the life we've lived for Jesus. So friends, what are they going to say of you when you're gone? Mr. Kevin, would you grab scrap paper back there? We're going to write down. You're not going to eulogize yourself, but you're going to, in four or five sentences, in four or five sentences, I want you to write about what will be said of you when you die. Oh, I'm sorry. What you want them to say of you when you die. What you want them to say of you when you die. Okay, time, 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 time. Can I just tell you something? I want you to hear me very clearly. Hear me very, very clearly. Ready? The truth is, we write down what we, how we want to be remembered, but do you know what really matters? How the world remembers us. Listen to this. And the world could just be your friends or your family. Listen to this. It's sad to see he's gone but his legacy will live on with his products. Do we live in that much of a vain, selfish world that the answer to give upon somebody's death is his legacy will live on in his products? Now, take a moment and share yours with your neighbor. Share, with your, share how you eulogized yourself with your neighbor. Okay. Okay. Hey, here's a real challenge for you. I did this with my student staff on uh, our last meeting, sort of, kind of. Last meeting, I asked you guys, if you're student staff, to talk to family and friends about what type of integrity, if any, you have. What's your character really like? Well, if you really want to gauge, if you really want to gauge what will be said of you, then you have to ask the people you spend the most time with. Just... Just to shock yourself, maybe in a good or, or bad way. Shock yourself. Ask your closest friends. Listen, what, what would you say of me if I was gone? What, what, how would you remember me? How would you remember me? Are you going to answer for me? Okay, what? I'm about to tell you. I'm going to tell everybody. Zach? You never been to those funerals? I've seen funerals like that. No, I'm just kidding. Those are funerals in movies, yeah. You don't think? Well, you're right. We won't go there. But, listen to me, guys. I'm going to really shock you now. What will Jesus say of you? What will Jesus say of us? Okay, you want to know how I want to be remembered? Listen, lend me your ears, please. You may think this is self-righteous. But it's not. Look at your paper, what you wrote down there. Maybe some of you took it seriously, maybe some of you didn't. But if that's how you want to be remembered, then go make it happen. Maybe it's about a career or a job. Well, that's not really what I'm talking about. But if you wrote down, I want people to say that they were so focused on whatever, they were so focused on reaching people. Go make it happen. People like Steve Jobs, they made it happen. This is how Mr. Kurt wants to be remembered. Ready? Kurt McWilliams, he loved to sing, play guitar, write music, poetry, and stories. He believed in imparting the truth of God to the next generation and training them to be the leaders in their communities. But most of all, Kurt was a follower of Jesus Christ. His whole life was influenced by the teachings of Jesus and his apostles. Because of Kurt's love for the Lord, he loved, honored, and cherished his wife the way that jesus would want him to he loved and cherished his children and raised them with purpose integrity and honor unto the lord there's a lot of things that i love to do i love to sing i love to play i love to write i love to talk i love to communicate i love to be out in front of people but do you know when i leave this earth that's what i want it to be said of me two three things i was a follower of jesus I made his name famous, and I started with my family. Because at the end of the day, if those three things aren't done, then what I've given in this world is going to go up like a vapor before the throne of God. That's what I want to be said of me. Can you stand to your feet this morning, please? I'd like you just to kind of close your eyes and lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we love you. We welcome you in this place today, and thank you for who you are and for all that you've done. We really bless your name right now, and thank you so much for your loving kindness and your mercy and your grace. Father, you've been so amazing to us. You've been so amazing to us. We just bless your name right now. Guys, even before the music comes on, let's just worship him. Let's just worship him and thank him for who he is. Father, we thank you. You you can take me. Thank you so much, Lord. Father, we're not ashamed of you. We just bless your name. We thank you for who you are and for all that you've done. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy, Father. We're giving our all for you. We're giving our all for you. We're giving everything that we have for you just to know you and be connected to you, just to see how, how you live, Jesus, and we're going to follow you. We want it to be said of us that, that we were followers of Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what we want us to be said of us, that we follow Jesus. We follow Jesus. We were followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, which meant we weren't like the world, which meant we, we had honor. We had integrity. We have honor. We have integrity. We We have character. We have trust. We speak the truth in love. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we know that the truth is if we really want our name to be remembered for something good for you, then we've got to go out there and make it happen. We have to let people know about you, Jesus. We have to let them know in our actions as much as our words, that we don't just talk about you, Lord, and be a bad example of you, but we really live out our life for you, Lord Jesus. We really honor you with more than just our words, but with our heart and with our attitude and our life especially.